Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID-19 pandemic. I was inspired by the work of Zora Neale Hurston, author and anthropologist, to record the experiences of Black Americans in their own voices. My goal is to get my recordings into museums, such as the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture, or the Schomburg, or the Library of Congress's Folklife Museum. I'll share a little bit about me and my family history, and then I'll speak to my guests. I'm a Black American. My dad was African American and Indigenous American. His ancestors were enslaved in Georgia. In fact, we still have our family's slave name, which is Killebrew. My dad, Dr. Terrence Killebrew, met my mom in graduate school at the New School in New York when they were both earning their master's degrees in psychology. And I'm a fourth generation teacher. So my mother is a retired New York City teacher. My grandmother was a teacher on the island of Jamaica for 20 years and then in New York for 20 years. My great-grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica up until she got married. She was the daughter of an Irish woman and a black man. She stopped working after she got married because it wasn't considered respectable for a married woman to continue working in the late 1800s. And ironically, my mother began teaching long after she got married in the late 1900s. So without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today. Okay, my name is Heather Kolar. I'm originally from the Bronx and I currently live in Newark, New Jersey. Thank you. And do you identify as Black or African-American or how do you identify? I identify primarily as a Black woman. That, that's my comfort phrase. I'm, I am multiracial, as you can tell. Um, but I grew up, like I say, with my mother's mother's side of the family and we Black. And do we, what would you like to share about your ancestry? Yeah, so actually, um, you know, I have, um, my dad is white, so we'll start with that. He's, he's from mid-America by way of Canada. So his ancestry is Eastern European and French. Um, they came in through Canada. And I'm, I'm really thankful because probably since 2012, I've always known my father's side of the family, but I really got to spend a lot of time with them um, from 2012 to about 2016 because of work. I had the Midwest as one of my territories. And then, so my mom is basically black, um, but her dad is actually Jamaican Chinese. So I've really got in touch with my Jamaican side of the family, Jamaican Chinese side, but in Jamaica side of the family since 2008. So um, it's been cool. It's been cool. Thank you. And I like to say how I know people. Well, we just met, but I reached out to you on LinkedIn and we discovered that we were both in Prep 9. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> which boarding school did you go to? I went to Exeter. 
okay. I just interviewed someone else who went to Exeter. Um, uh, P- Peter Charles Bright, he went to Exeter. Oh, PC. Yeah, PC. Oh, yeah. That's the second time this week I'm talking about him. So that's so interesting. I got to give him a poll and see how he's doing. Yeah, PC. Oh, I love yeah, it. PC is cool. So where did you go? I went to Taft. So, okay, nice, yeah. nice, nice. So this, Very is, nice. this is great. I'm so excited to hear because I love hearing everyone has their own unique story. And mm-hmm. so whatever you'd like to share about living or working during the pandemic, and I just asked mm-hmm. if you start in 2021 and, and talk us through to 20, oh, start in 2020, I keep doing that and go through to 2021. Yeah. So just, you just would like me to start? Yeah. What was life like in 2020 for you? Yeah. So 2020, actually, I was really eased into the pandemic. So I stopped working in corporate America. I've always been an entrepreneur. Half of my experience has been in corporate America. The other half has been entrepreneurial. So I stopped working in my last corporate job, financial services in um, April of 2019. And I had had a company already that I was just growing. So um One reason or another, I had decided to slow down my in-person meetings. I think like before the pandemic, maybe the winter of 2019, I just started feeling unproductive running around. So I actually made a really conscious decision to just work from home more. So ironically, by the time the pandemic hit, I was was already kind of like in that work from home independent mode. Um, so that's that's for my company, H2O Cleanse, where we specialize in um, state-of-the-art water and air purification, ironically. So I've been in the water space for um, 10 years now and in air purification since 2017. So interestingly enough, in my corporate experience, I got a communications degree from Fordham, which I actually got because I was just like, this is where I need to be after I had been working for a while. Um, It was just a good fit for me as an entrepreneur too. So in the corporate space and financial services, I was a communication specialist. So I also did marketing and branding. So I would teach firms and their directors and their advisors how to really communicate with people, market brand, and just pull relationships, establish the relationships, pull them in, grow their business, grow their brand. And I used to teach LinkedIn. So I knew LinkedIn, I was not using it for myself. And I had been following a guy um, for a while who is really top echelon as far as software training and just mastering LinkedIn to grow businesses. At the same time, uh, this was in like May, a year ago of 2021. So I'm thinking about this guy, I'm like, I really need to use LinkedIn more. And I've been thinking about him for a long time, right? And so in May of 2021, there's this monkey on my back that's like, Heather, you need to start the Heather A. Kohler agency, real specific, right? And I'm like, I don't want to do websites, right? And God is just like, you need to start the agency. And I'm like, but I don't want to, right? I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to, you already told me what I got to do, which is like bring water to everyone, right? And clean the water. And so I tell my girlfriend, who's also an entrepreneur, and she's a kindred spirit and just super smart. She's like, girl, just follow paperwork. I was like, yeah, I could just follow paperwork. And then I'll be, I did what I had to do, right? So I filed the paperwork. This was June. Then I'm like thinking about this guy and his training software for LinkedIn. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I completely forget about the agency stuff. So I 
I go and I follow, and I, I reach out to this company on a Friday and I'm like, look, I'm ready to use your software. I really want to enroll in your training and, you know, blah, 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 blah. That was a Friday, I had some questions. Monday, they're like, okay, here's the answers to your questions, but we're actually getting out of the done for you service space, right? Because we just want to make the best software that we can make. Would you be interested in our agency certification program to bring, you know, to get clients and do what we're going to teach you how to do for your clients? And I'm like, well, I kind of do have an agency <laughs> that I didn't know what I was going to do anything with. So long story short, I formed, I had formed to have a Paula agency, went through this training, reached, it started working immediately for me, B2B lead generation for my own company, H2O Cleanse. And then as soon as I reached out to people, Sonia, they were like, yes, yes, yes. And then they started getting a lot of hits and successes and clients and expansion. And so that's really taken off a lot faster than the water filtration company, which I'm mm-hmm. still working on and have a lot of things in the mill for. Um, but so that's been a huge win for me over the pandemic. So, um, yeah. I love that. Like, <laughs> very positive. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really fortunate and, um, Another really big impact that, that um, another really big experience that impacted me um, extraordinarily positively and anchored me was I, um, another person I had been following for a while, I took this course he has, which is a six month course, deep dive called the Master Key Experience. And so that really helped me not be in the world, but really mm. take the time to focus on me and it's just, it's just been life-changing in so many ways. And so I have mostly, don't get me wrong, I've, we've, I've had a lot of experiences during the pandemic, but I've been more prepared to handle them, mm-hmm. anything negatively, um, than I've ever been prepared. And I just feel great overall. Like, I'm in a real, I'm probably in the best place I've ever been. So I'm really thankful for that. Thank you. And I'd also like if you could describe 24-hour day in 2020 and then 24 hours in 2021, if they're different. 2021? Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. I think I was just overall um, more productive in 2021. I was more focused. I was more, you know, because I'm even more now. over 2021. Um, 2020 was kind of like, it, because the pandemic hit in the first quarter, right? It was very hectic. Mm. It was very hectic. Um, there was, I felt like the energy of the pandemic had already kind of settled in. Actually, is that true? When I think back, that's not true. I had a lot of big things about to happen in the in the winter of 2020. I had actually I was about to start teaching at the University of Pennsylvania on water oh, as wow. far as a public health concern. I'm in Newark, so Mary's in the back. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was actually had partnered with a professor who was in charge of public health for the nursing schools at the University of Pennsylvania. So we were going to explore, um, and I was going to teach a couple of classes on, um, I guess, environmental justice and water quality. Mm-hmm and water as a public health concern, ironically, right before the pandemic. And that, I was literally gonna start teaching on March 18th. That was my first class. So everything got shut down on March 13th. 
right? And so that was that I had a huge, um, yeah, everything was actually pretty much booming in the winter of March 20, of winter 2020. I had uh, just struck a deal to start up teaching real estate agents through the National Association of Realtors about water and putting them through a state certification course. So yeah, things were about to really be super busy in 2020. And so then once the pandemic hit, um, everyone, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take a chill pill because I don't know what's going on. I'm not trying to, fuck. there was nothing to do. Like, you know I mean? I think that's what everybody pretty much experienced. It was just like, you're not going to do anything right now. And so I kind of like turned over to that. I didn't stress out. Um, and then 2020 was not so productive, but it wasn't terribly bad for me personally because um of my last employment I did get unemployment so that helped me over for a little bit mm-hmm. you know um and then I was just like I'm gonna take care of my health right I'm gonna work out I'm gonna do the things and I'm just gonna I had my course that started in September so that was really something to focus on mm-hmm. um and that's pretty much, I, I just stayed home. I think like most people, I stayed home in 2020, you know? And then by the time 2021 came around, um, it was just time to, to figure some things out. So that's where my mind was in 2021. And then things started happening pretty quickly. And the, the last question I asked is, did you lose anyone sadly during the pandemic? Yeah, um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, the first person that I lost was arguably one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met in my life. I'm sorry, my nose is running just a little bit. Yeah. And uh, she actually was an employee of the manufacturing partner that I have for water filtration. And she was that she, so they live in Vegas, beautiful, Sherry, beautiful, beautiful woman. Oh my goodness. Inside and out. And she just come to, so that Sunday before we got shut down, mm-hmm. um, the president and his wife of the company and Sherry came out because they were doing a show at the Jacob Javits Center. We went to dinner that Sunday. I want to say a Gallagher Steakhouse or something like that in Times Square. It was wonderful. And she and I had just said we were going to work together. I was going to help her. I said, Sherry, any way I can help you, I will totally help you. And that was the Sunday before the shutdown because the, the show got canceled because insurance wouldn't cover it. Mm. If it happened. Yeah, so Sherry was the first person. We, it, she died at a point where nobody knew what was going on. It was like <sighs> she went in the hospital and she died. Oh, I'm yeah, so sorry. Sherry died. My girlfriend, um, her brother died. She found oh. out he died and was sick on social media. That was pretty oh. horrible. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. And of I'm course, sorry. I know I, I had a friend who... I mean, I know several people whose losses were above 30 people that they personally, family members. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of those people were inner city people, Mm -hmm. close proximity, um, probably not in the best of health, but a lot of young people, a lot of young people, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, a lot of people turned, I was unfortunate because I didn't really turn to drinking or any smoking or anything like that, but a lot of people did, you know? And unfortunately that, you know, like I said, I got into my health, that breaks you down. It makes you more susceptible. So 
unfortunately, I do know a lot of people who lost a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It was hard to cope. It's like we were, like you said, we just stayed home. There's nowhere to go, nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the pandemic or coming out of the pandemic? Or, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I've always been a person who just wanted to make the most of life. But I think we, I definitely see how fragile life is, how it's not promised to anyone. And then, you know, having been an entrepreneur for so long and just have done the things that we both have done, such as, you know, taking risks, leaving our neighborhoods, going into these unknown environments and just giving it our all, you know, taking a risk, something new. There's just nothing to fear, right? It's just like, there's nothing to lose. Just go for it. If it doesn't work out, so what? We're still here, you know, and it's made me appreciate life even more, for sure. Mm -hmm. And people, and I feel like it's done that for a lot of lot of people. I think that's one of the good things is that we have more compassion and value for one another. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I really appreciate you sharing your time with me and meeting I'm you. I'm so pleased to meet you. Yeah, Sonia. Now I have a face <laughs> and a personality and a spirit behind everything. So yeah, it's so nice to meet you. So I can right. hear Oprah saying, you didn't know Sonia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? He was one of our advisors, Owudeli. Oh my goodness. That's who I can hear. And Steve is like, oh no, you know Sonia, you know Sonia. So that's how I like, because they always, you know, I always hear, you know, they were closer to the other contingents that came behind us. So I can just hear them always talking, like, oh, get out. You know her. Well, now I do. Yeah, they were our advisors. I do remember. Oh, and I interviewed Joshua Bloodworth. I interviewed him. Josh was my brother. They're all my brothers. Yeah. Joshua and I used to fight when we were in prep for prep. And Mr. Bordenero <laughs> pulled me to the side and he said, Heather, if you plan on going to Exeter, there's going to be a lot of Joshua's there. Yeah. I like, now <laughs> I can't, I can't live without him. I love him to pieces. He's so smart. I mean, we all are. You all are. No, but- Joshua's a different kind of brain. He always has been. He always has been. He always has been. There, there's certain ones that you're just like, Okay. I thought I was smart, but <laughs> yeah, that's a different level. It's funny when they say like prep for life, but we really are like when you meet someone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like you went to, I, you know, I went to Taft, you went to Exeter, but knowing that we both had that experience, it's like we have that. There's common. unspoken communication. And, and I was, it's so funny. Cause when I was in the shower this morning, I was just like the, 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 the thought just washed over me. Like, we, we have such an advantage in life because we're not running away from who we are, right? Or where we came from. But then we have this other experience that's this blended world that just gives us so much understanding and access and, you know, resources and everything. So we're really fortunate. Aww. I mean, we work for it. Don't get me wrong, but we're really fortunate. We did. We sure did. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this has yeah. been an honor. Thank you so much you. for your time, Heather. Thank you, Sonia. <laughs> and okay. I'll, I'll be in touch because uh, hopefully in the future, I'd like to have an in-person event where we all meet and come together and talk. That so I don't lovely. know when, 
But that would be lovely. Well, good luck. Not even good luck. Well, good fortune. I know this is going to turn out well. Congratulations for all you've done. And, and I look forward to seeing more. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, Sonia. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to my conversation on this episode of Black America and COVID, an oral history project. If you enjoyed the episode, then please give it five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. The more five stars the podcast has, the more visible it is, the more access I have to people who would like to share their story living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are a Black American and you would like to share your experience with me, then email me at soniakillaboo at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes of the podcast. Or direct message me through my Instagram account, Black America and COVID, all one word, all lowercase. If you are a non-Black American and you would like to memorialize the life of a Black American sadly lost during the COVID-19 pandemic, then email me as well. This episode was written, produced, and audio engineered by me, Sonia Jean Killebrew, podcast host and executive producer. Thanks for listening to my oral history project, Black America and COVID.